You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning on this diesel-sponsored hump day. Halfway through the week, thank you for being here. Bill Ryder with you. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Diesel, tell me the truth. I don't like the expression hump day. You love the expression hump day for a Wednesday. You send me a never-ending assortment of gifts that have a camel and the word Wednesday or hump in it, has that made Wednesday more pleasant for you? Oh, absolutely. It makes yeah. me chuckle. And if you've noticed, I try not to use the same gif, you know, twice. I, I want to give you a new one every Wednesday. I want to put a smile on your face. Well, you don't. But I love your commitment. <laughs> it's not going to make me stop trying, though. To hump. Good morning, by the way. You doing good? Uh, I'm doing great. Good morning to you. You're wearing a sweater, a very cool-looking one. Is it really cold in New York? Is that? Because you don't usually wear a sweater inside. Uh, it's not cold. It's not cold, Bill. Oh, good. It is absolutely frigid. Oh, I see. Apparently, there's snow everywhere. Uh, Colorado, yeah, yeah. Midwest. I'm not a big fan of the cold. I don't mind it until right around January 20th. Like, give me, I, I would, what? I would love a, what are you looking at? I would love a white Christmas. I'm in for that. Give me some cold weather. It's when February 1st rolls around, and it's still miserably cold that I start to get pretty angry. Now, growing up in Iowa, that meant when it would snow in April, you can just imagine. I used to play tennis in the snow, bro, in high school. So there. That sounds miserable. It wasn't great. I love Iowa. It's a cold place sometimes. Uh, Phone number on this program, if you want to call in, wherever you live, whatever the weather happens to be, is 855-212-4CBS. Now, um, if you're someone like listener Bryce or, or you're on the – because you're listening on the podcast uh, on the Odyssey app, you don't call in. If you're listening, if it's not live, someone else is going to answer. It has to be between 10 a.m. and noon Eastern time, right? Because if you're on the podcast, it was recorded earlier. I'm just – public service announcement. What do you – what? I mean, there's probably the same chance I pick up whether you're listening on the podcast or if it's between 10 a.m. Yeah, and zero. I joke. I joke. I kid. Zero. I kid. No one's pointing out that when Pat Boyle was filling in, people <laughs> called it just by shocking. Pat's like, what is this phone thing? Um, again, 855-212-4CBS. The Twitter lines are always open, though. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, at D-Cell CBS. Do you remember, uh, Tom, Tommy, Pretty Daddy, when, when uh, Elon Musk took over all these reports that the sky was going to fall and glitches on Twitter. I actually had some Twitter glitches this morning. Have you noticed any a little ricketiness? I have not, actually. Okay. Normally, when I'm doing the show tweet in, in the morning at SportsRider, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, uh, you know, I'll put in, it's on the free Odyssey app, which it is, at Odyssey Sports, Odyssey Sports. At, you know, it's on at CBS Sports Radio. You know, your segment, the most popular segment in America, named after you, you know, at D-Cell CBS's Buy or Sell, and I'll just start to type in, you know, at Thomas, and it just immediately comes up. Today, I had to type in the complete word on almost all of them because just a weird, non-connected accounts were coming up. I thought you were going to tell me the glitch happened when you tried to put in my Twitter handle all like it was them. around me. All of them. You, but you, I mean, you're the important one. I, I tried to put in Andrew Bogus and it brought up Mondays. <laughs> the account for Mondays. He didn't like that. Let's stop with that joke. All right, 855-212-4CBS. Bogus will be with us in a few minutes. Only a 50% chance he's listening anyway. 
The quote major like, who cares? He's <laughs> not listening anyway. Uh, we're going to talk soccer, Messi, greatest of all time. We're going to talk the greatest player in baseball history, history uh, Carlos Correa. Just kidding. How did this guy get that kind of money? Are you kidding me right now, Giants? Wow. Correa having a day. All right, good for that guy, I guess. Uh, NBA power rankings, end of the show. Kurt Heelan will, will join us. We'll do buy or sell toward the end of the program. Baker Mayfield is a starter, at least for now, and Marcus Mariota seems to be a quitter, or at least that's the inkling of reports that are out there. We'll get into those stories and remind you how some draft experts sometimes lack expertise. It's hard to evaluate these guys. Yeah, I'm taking a shot at a guy like taking a shot. It's okay. Just, just buckle up, Tommy. Buckle up. Going after a guy because he's arrogant and he was wrong on Marcus Mariota. Or not. Maybe I'm talking about, no, maybe I'm just making that up. I almost made a Frosty the Snowman joke. Let's uh, let's do something unusual other than the words that just came out of my mouth. Let's do, you okay? What's wrong, man? I'm no. trying to throw to a segment. <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I'm not ready for any of this on a hump you, day. You got me that hump day energy, man. You sent me a gif of a camel. What do you, what do you as an explanation for the emotional state of being for all of America because of the day of the week? What were you looking for? I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting this kind of energy. This is, see, people get confused, and then they're listening to the podcast later, and they just call in. Hello, Zach Gelb Show. No! No! That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> to be fair, Ryan Hickey doesn't answer phones either. So, <laughs> Absolutely true. Having tested that theory. Let's do the most aptly named segment ever that makes total sense. Basket Bill. <laughs> Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Best Kit Bill. Lakers have been winning. Lakers have an Anthony Davis that looks rejuvenated and great. Lakers have a Russell Westbrook who's fitting into a six-man role. Lakers have LeBron James, and the Lakers pushed the best team in the NBA last night to overtime. The Lakers are good, right? They're a lie. They're an illusion. Don't buy into it. I used to be obsessed with quicksand when I was a kid. I tried to make some in my front yard. Didn't work. What a weird concept, right? Slowly pull, but no escape. That's the Lakers. You're going to think you're on solid ground. You're going to think everything's fine. Then you're going to realize you're three inches deep into belief, but you can't get out. You're going down. Somebody hand that guy a stick. Go be a fan of some other team. Here's the recap of the game last night and the point where the illusion presented itself again. Celtics were on a bit of a rough stretch. They were going to get the Lakers a pretty good performance from a Boston team on this road trip that had lost at the Warriors and had lost at the Clippers. Best record in the NBA, best offense in the NBA, two superstars, and we saw that last night in Jason Tatum. He had 44, and Jalen Brown had 25 in a game that eventually went to overtime. Here's the deal. The, the Celtics looked really good. I also was on Boston to cover, so I wasn't super happy with this outcome. It was four and a half, so I lost. Celtics blew a 20-point lead in that second half. They were down at one point 13. They went from up 20 to down 13 on a great run by the Lakers. Game goes to overtime. Brown takes over. Lakers lose. But there's this illusion. There's, there's this idea, and I, and I hear it here in L.A. I read about it this morning. I'm sure it's on local radio. Look how good the Lakers are, man. They're starting to win some games. They're looking better. They've got LeBron. You are not just what your record says you are. 
You are what your outcomes say you are. Can we please throw away the illusion and the stupidity, the idea that the Lakers are this amazing basketball team in 11 and 16? They're a lie. They're a presentation. They're a beautiful woman from the waist up that has a fin from the waist down that's in the water singing because there's rocks around you. you. Know what that is? It's a mermaid. It's a siren song. It's an old sailor's warning not to fall for the hokey doke. You keep laughing all you want. You know who believes me? You know who's into this? I don't know if he's into the mermaid part, but LeBron James yesterday after a pretty, by the way, Anthony Davis in the details in the margins, missed some free throws that were critical at the end of the game. People hate the word choke because it's overused, but it's a lot. If you can't handle the pressure of a December game against a really good team, you're telling me you're going to handle down the stretch as LeBron gets more and more frustrated. And if you make the playoffs, those games, I don't think so. And this is reminiscent, and AD's been great, of free throws he's missed over the last few weeks, including, I think, against Philly, if I remember right, that were really critical. That game went to overtime, too. So I know, again, people looking at the illusion, people hearing that that trilling, beautiful sound, that, that music they think is the Lakers' renaissance, are, are moving right toward those rocks. Oh, but look, they, they took Philly, who's kind of good, to overtime. And oh, look, at home, at home in L.A., man, where guys go out and party when... When they're coming in from places like Boston, they took the they took what a comeback they took the Celtics to overtime. They must be really good, right? It's not just me. LeBron got asked this question by a local NBA writer, and he wasn't happy. In fact, you know, you know what? You listen to it. How do these almost like the almost in Philadelphia, the almost tonight? What does that say, big picture, about this team? Does it say that you guys are moving Nothing. in the right direction? That we lost. Um, you're talking to the wrong guy. Talking about an almost win. Does it change your no, long-term lost. view of this team? No, we lost. Just change your long-term. Even LeBron gave you the go-away. They've won nine games since they turned their season around. I'm using air quotes here. Turned their season around in mid-November. And they did get on a little bit of a streak. They won three in a row. They won five out of six. They won, I believe, eight out of ten, if I remember that properly. They have played in terms of their record well, and, and, and you can only play who's in front of you. It's nine wins over this supposed turnaround. Nine wins over this stretch. Two of those wins have come against the Detroit Pistons, who aren't just bad. They don't have Kate Cunningham, who's now out for the year. Three of the wins have come against the Spurs, who haven't been relegated like they do in soccer because that's not allowed, but sources don't tell me the NBA's looked into it with the Spurs, just in particular. Because it's not a thing. But they're really bad. They're really bad. Five of the nine wins have come against those the two worst teams in the NBA. One of those wins has come against a wizard squad that's not very good. So five of your nine wins are an illusion. You beat a, I guess it's a win. You beat a Nets team back in mid-November that was still mired in that dysfunction. And we haven't hit this, and I probably should at some point. They've quietly been better. One of those wins came against the Portland Trailblazers. That's a... That's a good win. I mean, that's a. I guess that's a. That's that's fine. And then you beat a Bucks team that was a really impressive victory. You won in Milwaukee, and everyone. I remember. Oh, I knew it. The Lakers are amazing. They're champions. They won a game, man. I mean, seriously. I, I love the NBA. It's a game. There's 82 of them. About half as many as there are Major League Baseball games. If I don't know. If the Tigers go into Yankee Stadium and win two games in a row against the Yankees, does anyone go, oh, my God, World Series for Detroit or Boss? No, man. Let's get some perspective. When LeBron's got the perspective, something's wrong here. 
they're still not good enough defensively. You still can't rely on Anthony Davis. You cannot rely on Anthony Humpty Dumpty Davis. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope all Genie Buses men and women do put him back together again. I hope he stays healthy. He's an amazing player. He's an inspiringly talented player. He's so much fun to watch, and he's a two-way superstar when he plays. When he's at his level, he is at Joel Embiid's level. He is at Giannis's level. He is a guy who's not just an MVP candidate for what he does offensively. He's a defensive player of the year player. That caliber, he's a two-way guy. But he's never healthy, and here's the other thing. When he is healthy, when he's been in two games, he's missed free throws that would have allowed the Lakers to win big games. That's not a statistical anomaly. That's a reminder that Anthony Davis has never been the number one on the team in December. In December. It's a different thing when you're trying to do this later in the year. Russell Westbrook is not going to maintain this level of everything's fine. He's just doing it for the time being. They're not deep enough. They're not good enough. They're an illusion. And I told you this on the air. Diesel, you can you can vouch for this. I'm the anti-mermaid. What used to repel mermaids, Diesel? Do you know how sailors repelled mermaids? I don't know this at all. Probably some obnoxious captain came out and said, Boys, the singing's a trap. Well, I'm going to be that captain. I told you a month ago. I said here on the radio, the Lakers are going to win a bunch of games. I looked at the schedule. I said, they're going to beat this. They're going to beat. I think I said this first two out of three times. Maybe three out of three. They're going to get some momentum. And everyone's going to fall for it. Don't. I get the illusion. I get I get the understanding. I understand the, the, the need to believe in LeBron. You want to believe in a team that's got real struggles? Believe in the Warriors. They also played last night. They played in Milwaukee. They played on the road again. They've only got two road wins. It was a big testing game. And they got destroyed. They got absolutely blown out. I still think the Warriors are a championship-level team when they get to the playoffs. And we can hit that another time. Don't fall for it with the Lakers. They're a lie. And that was Bass Kid Bill. I want a new I want new imaging, Diesel. Not for that. I think what what? I just think like we should have like a where the guy goes, time for a strained analogy about beautiful women in the water. So I use that mermaid <laughs> thing three times a year. I like it. I'm into it. I don't think mermaids are real, though. I like. I like. I think Bigfoot could be, maybe the Loch Ness monster. It makes sense. There are dinosaurs around. Why couldn't there be one living under some water somewhere? Certainly, there are probably aliens. I don't believe in leprechauns, but my mom does. So because she's Irish, so maybe. But mermaid? Do you think people actually think they're? I mean, there's, I guess there could be mer people out there. Mermaids is too much for you. That's just one too many. I mean, I guess I did posit the Steve the Underwater Aqua King theory of of of. of, of of unidentified flying objects, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought that was you. Uh, mermaids, why not? Yeah, I'm open to it. It could happen. Sure. I mean, I, I'm 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 ready to believe right now. You got to show me something in mermaids before I'm Anthony Davis's reliability health wise. So that's there's that. Anyway, mermaid imaging. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I dig it. Again, eight five five two one two four CBS is the number to call in if you're listening live right now. If it is currently ten fifteen a.m. on on Wednesday, the the fourteenth of December, give us a holler. If not, if you're listening to the podcast, just hit us up on Twitter at Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R. Let's get into jury duty, Carlos Correa's stupid contract, and Messi. It all comes together in a stew of magic next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. You sound so excited in that clip. I was really curious. Right. I am too. It doesn't even exist, and I'm aware of the misunderstanding. I still want to know. But should it exist? Oh, yeah. Can I Can I just, um, can I tell you about my little jury duty thing I got going on? Uh, please do. I'm very curious to find out how this went for you. 
I am on jury duty this week. I'm on call for jury duty. And I'm probably unusual in the sense that I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably normal in the sense I don't really want to get called in. But a part of me kind of does because it is a civic duty. Not to sound like a cheese ball. But it's a civic duty, right? Like part of the deal with the rule of law and 12 men and women who, who, who get to be the final arbiter before someone's punished by the government. I, I think it's inter- it's an important step. But the way they do it now is that every night, the night before, I have to call into a number here in L.A. at 7 p.m. at the earliest to see whether or not I'm on jury duty the next day. So last night, I set myself an alarm. My alarm went off at 7 p.m. And I'm like, what is this? What is going on? Oh, jury duty. That just seems really late to call everyone the next day and be like, oh, yo, I'm out, bro, because I got jury duty in, a, in 13 hours. I haven't got called in yet. But is that how it works in New York? Do you, you, you find out the night before every night for five nights? Yeah, it's uh, it's 2022. There's got to be a better way to do this. I was maybe six months ago I got a letter in the mail saying that I was obligated for my uh, civic duty. Same thing. Yeah. I never got called. But I actually got an email. Now, I don't know if I got lucky saying that I was off the hook for the entire week. I did not have to check in again. But I have heard the same thing in New York and New Jersey where people have had to check in on a nightly basis for the week. Back in the day, did people have to? I wonder if people had to go in for the whole week and sit there. I wonder if this is an improvement. I think you had to go in and then find out that you were not selected. I got a buddy who's a prosecuting attorney, and I my whole thing used to be I'll I'll say something crazy, which won't be hard. Just say what you know. Do you think there are mer people? Right? Hey, what <laughs> can you be impartial? I don't know. Are there mermaids? But apparently, it doesn't matter what I say. I have a radio show. I'm going to talk about this. Are there are mermaids. I believe in aliens. We're all in a simulation. We're in a simulation. So, you know, the programmer is going to decide my vote, but let's go. Apparently, they're so desperate for jury members that if I get called in, I'm serving on a jury. I kind of want to serve on a jury. I think it would be really interesting. I think it's got to depend on the case, no? Like, I, I can't imagine that every case is going to be interesting. And to be fair, I think it's important the juries exist for really important cases, it would be an enormous amount of, I think, moral pressure if you were on a case for something really important. A buddy of mine was on a case for an eviction. That's obviously very important to the person being evicted. But apparently, so, I mean, if you're on, if it's a murder trial that's under dispute or something along those lines, that would be very, very hard. Okay, good talk, man. A little serious? It's all right. Do you guys want to start? Hi, Andrew. Um, do you guys want to start with Messi, the greatest of all time, in soccer, or Carlos Correa, the greatest of all time, in baseball? What a joke, by the way, on this contract. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with the Giants? The guy's 28. Do you guys have the details? I believe it's a 50-year contract for a billion dollars a year. <laughs> Is that, Andrew, am I close to the numbers they gave yeah. this guy? It starts uh, 13 years, 350, and then Correa has an opt-in after that for 37 years and another 650 mil, yeah. Got it. The Bobby Benilla clause, the yes. opt-in, even though, yeah. I just, okay, that kind of money and the trend toward paying guys such incredibly long deals that it's not a question of whether the contract's going to be bad at the end. It's how many years it's going to be bad. I guess that's where we are. And I, I suppose in, in, in 7 to, to 11 years, we'll start to really focus on it. But I understand how good Aaron Judge is right now. And I know that these guys didn't get the same length. But I understand Justin Verlander's amazing. So if you want to give him a few years at 40, 
I don't think Carlos Correa is that good. He's good. He's a really good ball player. Am, am I missing something about did he hit 380 and I, I missed it? Did he, did he belt in 51 homers and I wasn't? Isn't this guy just like a 290 get on base at a 360, 370 clip somewhere in that range? What does he hit? 20 homers every year? 22 homers? 28 homers? I don't even know because I the guy's basic to me. He's not a super. I don't. Please explain to me what's happening. Anybody? You want to go first, Diesel? Uh, no, I mean, he's a good baseball player. He's somebody I'd prefer to have on my team. He's nowhere near a superstar. He's a two-time All-Star. He's not even a perennial you could count on him every single year to carry your baseball team. Can we just rename him Carlos He's okay I mean, I yeah, think he's okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's fitting. I mean, we all know Bye. what happened here. The Giants went all in on Aaron Judge. They missed out on him. They have the money to spend. It was burning a hole in their pocket. They paid it to Carlos Correa, the only guy left. Yeah, it's like the guy whose girlfriend breaks up at the bar. You know, you want to go on this cruise with me, and she breaks up with him, and then he just goes to the lonely girl who's there. I'm like, I-, I got two tickets. You want to go on a three-week cruise together? Only this is 13 years. I'd be cruising around mediocre. Actually, the Giants are going to be pretty good. Are, are you Are you team Correa? Uh, I'm only team Correa in that I would want him on my team. I would not want to pay him Three hundred and fifty million dollars for thirteen years. The I think the annual average is twenty seven mil. Like I would have done that for I don't know eight years. Like that sounds eight, like a, eight years. You would have gone. I was well, going to say because, four because you can't like. But he's not going to sign for four, right? So you, you got to. Like, that's not true. Think about what he did last off season. That's what he did last off season, and he immediately got out of that deal to do this again. And I don't know that he was going to bet himself bet on himself for a second consecutive year. So. I don't think that deal was on the table again, or he would have just stayed in Minnesota. So I think he would have had to have gone with some length, and I could have paid him. I would have even paid him eight and thirty. I would have upped the annual average to get him on shorter go to, length. Go to age thirty-six. I, who out there was offering twenty, whatever, seven, eight million dollars over eleven years that allowed Correa's agent to say, that, "Well, you got to go thirteen, or we're going right. to send him to." I mean, come on. He's certainly not $70 million better than Xander Bogarts. No. Or $50 million better than Trey Turner. He is, and this is my favorite player of all time, he's Mark Grace with a few more home runs. He's not, it's a really terrible comparison, actually, on every level. But He's, he's a he's good not, baseball He's a good he's baseball player. He's a very player. good baseball player. He's a ball player. He's a good ball. But, like, I actually didn't look it up this morning because I was so put out. But I, I'm a pretty aggressive fantasy baseball player. This guy's what? He hits 290 every year. He 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 hits 25 homers every year. He drives in 90 and scores 90. Is that is that the rank? Is he even that good? He's never had 100 RBI. Partly because I mean, they, because he doesn't always he doesn't play full seasons. Right. That's another part of this. Yeah. Now this is this is. He should give Aaron Judge some of his money and maybe the Mets for getting in at the last minute and bumping up the money as well because I, I, I cannot imagine there was another option like this on the table. I think the Giants got hoodwinked here. And like Tom said, just they had to pay somebody, and he was the one guy left standing. What is Cody Bellinger going to make if he has a really good year with the Cubs on his one-year deal? Is he going to make $100 billion next season? He'll probably get himself up to $30 million annually. Yeah, for several years. I I understand there's a there's a lack of talent. I just this is dumb to me. The Aaron Judge I think is really interesting and, and debatable and 
it's easy for me to say it's a bad contract. If if the Cubs had offered Aaron Judge that same contract, I would be celebrating it because it's not my money. And who cares about six, seven years from now? The Correa thing, I'm just I'm baffled by. I'm any, baffled by. Any way that either of you see what Correa did last offseason with the Twins in 2022, signing a short-term deal, three years, and opt-out after every single season, all three of them, any way that becomes a thing? Because Correa wanted that yes. big that big deal last offseason. It wasn't in the market for him. Nobody wanted to pay him that kind of money. Any way we see short-term deals become the new thing in baseball? Well, I mean, look at what's happening. Yeah, it'll be short-term deals for players until they sign. I think part of the reason I'm offended is that, to me, it's just a slap in the face to any faint, stupid, silly, fleeting hope I had that baseball would have some sort of parity at some point. Because if Carlos Correa costs $400 billion for 531 years or whatever we've decided it is, if you're the Royals in Kansas City, if you're if you're the Twins, right? If you're if, if you're a fan in the Twin Cities, if you're an Oakland A's fan, especially once Billy Bean is gone, if you're, I mean, any of these these smaller markets, how on earth are you going to compete if the system becomes set up where guys will only sign with you for a year and then will be overpaid by major markets on deals that are longer than most MLB careers? For players who aren't even superstars, yeah, those those teams are not victims here. Like that's I can't, totally disagree. I can't be with you on that one. The A's. You live in New York. I, How many times have you spent your life as a baseball fan in a market that hasn't mattered? I, I live fifteen years. I live in New York, and I just watched the A's give the Braves a very good catcher for almost nothing because they're the A's and they're dumb. And I've seen the and because Brian, they're A's and they're dumb. And, they, they don't. Have, they won't spend. They don't have the money. And Brian Reynolds is going to get traded from the Pirates to a good team that might and then might get a big hit against my the Mets because the Pirates the are idiots too. No, yes, Major League Baseball system. allowing owners to basically use this this franchise as a public trust to to take the love a, a community has for a team and just process money at their expense is the problem. Are you talking there about the team that f- don't spend the money that they have? Yeah, of course, it's the system. Yeah, the bottom of the system is the problem. These teams I mean, need to be compelled to spend more the money. The bottom and the top. To have parity, you have to adjust both. Like look at I mean, look at Pirates fans. I mean, that's actually a really good baseball community and a great ballpark. I mean I mean, the the teams aren't the victims. The fan bases are. Right. Who cares about whether some billionaire owner is using it to make more money? Or, 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 or to be a part of his, like, I don't really, I can afford more than an expensive car to overcompensate for my lack of meaning in my life, so I'll just spend $400 billion on a team. It's the fan bases that, that, that are the victims. Yeah, the fan base is the victim. The per, the, where we disagree is on who makes them the victims. I don't and think, the sport. I don't think that Steve Cohen or whoever owns the Giants is the problem. I think the guy that owns the Pirates and the Royals and the A's are the problem. Well, we're on the same page, but I'll just say Steve Cohen is also the problem because the guys that are like, oh, the, these other owners just want to make money and I can spend the money because I can't take it with me. To Those guys could also put the sport first and just decide, right? There have to be enough owners to decide we are all selfish, you know what. We're, we're executing our selfishness in different ways. Let's do what the NBA has done, what the NFL has mastered, although they, they, they broke I mean they broke the Players Association in, in effect. But let's have some constraints on us. Like You have to constrain yourselves as owners, I think, to be successful. Yeah, I, I just I t- it's hard for me. I'm just pulling up the numbers here. John Fisher owns the A's. His net worth is 2.4 billion dollars. I get it. But if you had a if you had a minimum requirement spend, right. 
then that would be a situation out the window. He, I mean, he, they, they made a trade this week that has been almost un, unanimously destroyed by every person around baseball. Everyone it's disgusting. Right. That's I a bigger it. problem than Steve Cohen and the Giants. They're, they're all interconnected. I, I, I know they're connected. Part of the, I don't think it's bigger. It's the system is broken. Yeah. Because you're right. The Carlos Correa gets his money from the Giants is a, is a problem. But also, if that's the market value... That there are literally, I don't even know off the top of my head, 12 teams, 16 that would never even contemplate a third of this deal. Wouldn't even think about it. Like, the GM can't even take it to the desk of the owner. But not because the owner doesn't have it. It's no, because no, the owner doesn't want to spend it. The philosophical approach. But there's I mean, a, there, are, but, there are owners who don't want to spend the money, and there are owners who are going to spend all the money. But there's a difference between saying, I don't believe in giving anybody a 13-year contract because I don't know what they're going to... I can't scientifically, with confidence, predict what they're going to be six, eight, ten years from now. If you're just doing it based on baseball or, like, that kind of logic, that's fine. That's one thing. If you're just not spending money because you want to make more of it, that's the problem. And that's what We're in agreement, like- except I think it's all, it's all a problem. You shouldn't give Carlos Correa this deal. That's stupid. But you can also argue you, that no one should get it because no, no, you, know, no, you, you should, should, no, you should never, never get this lock deal from in for a dozen years to anybody. But the pirates should be forced to spend money. Yeah, the A should be forced to spend money or move. The, the Royals should be forced to spend money. I mean, there's all these ways that we don't even care about because right, we're a national show and most fans are casual. In which baseball, like we focus on the contracts because it's really front and center, and we sort of okay. I know who Carlos Correa is. But the investment in scouting in Latin America, the investment in scouts around the country. I mean, Kansas City, as just an example, cut a bunch of its scouts years ago. And that was one of the things that they that Dayton Moore did really well. I I just think baseball is broken. I don't think it's – I think that, the, that the, the Mets owner and the Yankees owner and the Dodgers ownership group are as culpable as the people that won't spend any money. It is a broken racket of a system, and none of the owners care about actual baseball. They care about their own teams and what they can get from it. Some want ego satisf- satisfaction, some want money. But it's, there is no sense of actually protecting the sport and growing the sport but, and making sure the sport's relevant. But it how, is an ego move for everybody. Sure, but, but, how, but, I, but they're not the same thing. When you have one group of guys who is giving money to players to, to theoretically come and be awesome for their team and reward the fans with home runs, strikeouts, that, yeah, wins, and titles— the other guys are not doing that on purpose. Those are not the same things. Those are not Those the same problems. Those owners who do that, if they're willing to spend that kind of money on baseball players at a risk, can also just take the risk and say, you know what, I'm going to vote for and push with my commissioner. I'm going to use my political clout to push changes to require these other guys to spend some money. It's going to make it harder. It's going to take away my spending cheat code, but it's better for the sport. And in 10, 15, 20 years, more people will be watching it. That is an obligation they should follow up on, I think. Yeah, but if they fix the bottom, I think you'd be less bothered by the top. But I'm not even saying – I mean, look, we can address the overspending later, and, and I think a, a cap makes sense too. But what I'm saying right now is where is the clout from owners who just get together and push each other to adjust? And the thing is you're not going to get the seven or eight ownership groups that overspend to get behind a a required minimum spend if they don't concede something. That's how negotiation works, right? Right. So like you probably have to have restraints a little bit, but you can do the restraints the way that it's and it's sort of like this in baseball already. And as you know, as a Mets fan, you can just have a, a high tax threshold or something along those lines, 
where the money, if you overspend, just goes to the other teams. But for me, for me, baseball's major problem is it's not relevant in half the country, having come from that part of the country, having covered fans who who are part of those teams, having taken my kids to games, and they were young, but we're just like, it's meaningless. That is it. The NFL is king, and one of its most important markets, Green Bay, Wisconsin, would never support a baseball. It couldn't support a baseball team. It couldn't support an NBA team. And it's a historic NFL market, and that is because of the system and the way the owners prioritize the product over their individual needs and then make all the money because of it. Diesel, you really got in there. Uh, this went exactly how I wanted it to, so uh, good job from both of you. All right. I know you both I think got, we're you, saying the what same a thing. Puppet master. Yeah, you both got very worked up. Exactly what I was looking for. We didn't even talk about Messi, but he was amazing yesterday. And he was listening Diesel, to the show yesterday. Oh, my God, dude. Messi was so good. Diesel, how much of the game did you watch? Uh, I saw Messi's goal because it was in the first half while I was still here at work. I did not see anything in the second half. I think a new nickname is going to be First Half Tommy. Because Have you watched the second half of a single sporting event in the last six months? These 2 p.m. Eastern games, I am able to see the first half here at work, and then I'm in transit. And, and once that happens, I'm gone. I know. Hey, I can watch it on my phone. I can, yeah. No, I'm gone. Can't do it. His assist, Bogus, would you agree his assist was more mesmerizing than any goal he has scored yet this World Cup? I mean, I was going to tell Diesel, highlight guy, there's... <laughs> I don't know, infinite highlights, uh, versions of this play from, like, every different camera angle, people in the stands, all of the different cameras in the building. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It makes no sense that he only used his feet the entire time. It's, he's, and he looks, for half the match, he looks like he's 90. He's Yoda. You know Yoda where he fights Count Dooku, Doku, where he like where he goes out on the little cane, yeah, and he's all, and then he just kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. That's messy, man. From a cane to a lightsaber, like blink of an eye, man. Those Star Wars movies are terrible now, aren't they? <laughs> oh, what a joke those <laughs> things became. Uh, weren't they always terrible? They're the Carlos Correa of, of, of. You think it's good, but it's not worth all the emotional spend. Wow, Carlos Correa, Mets fan with a billionaire owner. I like the system. No, I, I, I don't. I, I don't like do. the system, but I don't think my it's owner's really the problem. Fair. My owner's trying to win games. Can't blame the him for that. Problems are teams that suck, and he's going to spend an extra hundred million dollars in stupid luxury tax bills for this. It's going to go to it's, other teams who are then not going to spend it. That's not yeah. his fault. He's not the problem. Yeah, no, he's a solution. He's a saint. Let's get yeah. a picture of him in every house in America. All right, <laughs> good talk. This he is probably even works on Mondays. This is what we miss when you're not here, man. Miss you. I'm Somebody on jury duty, but by the way, did you hear that? Uh, I I did hear that. So I, I am I on standby then? If you get jury duty, do I no get... one talk to you? I definitely not. heads up that th- here's some heads up. Every night at 10 p.m. your time, there's a chance I'm gonna open that thing. Yeah, that's the issue. Only got a couple nights left. Right, that is the issue. Yeah. Why is it? So, yeah, because I I mean it, I don't know. you call at the end of the day here, but you don't call at 7 p.m. New York time. You call seven. Like five something, I feel like. And by the way, like at seven o two last night, come back later. So I came back at seven o seven, and I didn't have. And you have to push three buttons. So I'm pushing. The, I'm like, <sighs> survey says push another button. All right, that's tough. Yeah, but who designed it? Steve Cohen. Come on, eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. I, let's do the world's shortest NBA power rankings after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. 
from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Just found out that uh, Tom's son, Will, is starting to string some words together, and he just this week got to uh-oh, which is a lifelong term. I use it all uh uh-oh. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to work on properly using it because okay. when you throw something down on the ground yourself, I don't right. know that uh-oh actually works. Adorable though. Cuz there aren't many things that I say out loud to myself when no one is around. Uh-oh is one of them. Right? <laughs> if you made a list of like what you when you speak to yourself and the no one's around, well, I mean, I think uh-oh would be on there sometimes. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. I think uh-oh is on there and I think a lot of the swearsies are on there. There are some swearsies. Uh, Scrooge McDuck, um, which I'm trying to introduce <laughs> into the thing. Let's uh, let's do NBA Power. Oh, you know what? Before we do that, can I actually tell you something really important? Please Before do. I forget, <laughs> this is really cool. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, this season, for the first time, you can hear every single Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Tom, you can catch all the action on the Odyssey app, on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station streams, or, Tom, you can just ask Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get on the zone. AutoZone. Uh, my wife has started to call me Bill Alexa. She'll just walk up and be like, Bill Alexa, do the dishes. That's what. That's her new thing. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Let me try something here. <clears throat> Tom Alexa, throw to ba- no not basketball. Throw to NBA power <laughs> rankings. User error. Some will rise, others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. Cleveland Cavaliers just outside the top ten in offense, second in defense, second in net rating. We've talked about them a lot. I buy this team. I believe in their depth. They're going to have some ups and downs because they haven't played together with Donovan Mitchell as part of the mix. And really with the expectations that I think are reasonable, that are certainly out there, expectations minus real question marks and attention about how good they can be, I think they can be outstanding, and we've gotten a glimpse of that early in this NBA season. Number four. Come on down, Memphis Grizzlies. Quietly grinding away. Doing what they do, they are top 10 in offense and defense. And if, and this is true for a lot of teams on this list, a lot of the teams that are excellent are excellent at the presence, at the behest of the health of a star who is questionable historically in that in that respect. Certainly applies to John Moran. But man, and remember, Desmond Bain has, has missed a bunch of time. That guy is really good, too. I think they're second-best player. They are deep. They play defense. They have a superstar in jaw. Memphis is for real in a pretty wide-open Western Conference. Number three. Speaking of the highest, or the Western Conference, the highest-seeded team in the Western me on this list is the New Orleans Pelicans. They're for real. They're legit. And if you think Zion, this is what it is, if you think Zion's going to be healthy this year, and really in the postseason, you need to go bet on this team to win an NBA championship, and you can hedge later, but there's value in that pick right now. They're fifth in offensive rating. They're third in defensive rating. You're going to hear me say this again and again and again when it comes to gambling and forecasting. Top 10 in both is a requirement to win an NBA championship. It just is, historically. And being the top five in both, which doesn't happen every year, makes you a real top contender. It does. New Orleans is legit. Remember, Brandon Ingram's still out. Zion's been around. CJ McCollum's back. This team, and they're just deep. This team's really good. Number two. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks offense to be better. 
but Chris Middleton just came back from injury recently and got a little bit of an ankle thing, but he's he's fine. They'll get in rhythm. They have Giannis. They have the best defense in the NBA. They have. I still think Giannis is the best player in the NBA, night in, night out. You can make a, a case for Steph Curry, but defensively what Giannis does is so ridiculous. And the East is not as wide open. It's just not. There's two teams at the top. One is Milwaukee, and the other brings us to Tom Alexa. Number one. Yeah, it's better Bill Alexa. Make, okay, dumb. Uh, I'm dumb. Uh, Boston Celtics. I know they lost, or they didn't lose. I know they won last night in overtime and lost a couple games before that. Their offense is absolutely incredible. And if you look at the, the numbers, they're 12th in defensive rating. You think, ah, it's not good enough. They were 22nd four weeks ago. Their defense has been really good. They fit, found that energy. Tatum's amazing. They're deep. Joe Mazzulla can coach. Boston is for real. Honorable mention. I got the Warriors on here. I know they got blown out in Milwaukee against that Bucks team yesterday. They're probably going to be just fine. They have the best starting five in the NBA. They don't win on the road, but those young guys are playing a little bit better. Let's sneak one more in. Here's your participation trophy. This goes to a Kings team that's quietly been working really hard and participating as best they can. They're, they're top ten in net rating. They're interesting. Keep your eye on Sacramento. Uh-oh. I forgot Phoenix. I forget him. I just didn't put him on there. Uh-oh. Do you guys say everything back to him? When he goes, uh-oh, do you go, uh-oh, or yeah. do you correct him? On the no, end? I don't correct him. I try to overemphasize every every sound, every syllable to try and speed up the verbal process. You made a poopy. Words you never thought you'd say it became apparent. Uh, Kurt Hill next year on CBS Sports Radio.